0: From the weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like you can almost. You can almost smell that that freedom. And it smells good. Smells nothing like a... like Trump's ass. Of course only Boris Johnson would know that. Because he's so far up Trump's asshole. Mm Mm-hmm. taster and decimine that's coming out of Trump's ass that's how up Donald Trump's ass Boris Johnson is (sighs) (sighs) what a day what a week and we are almost we're almost at the end of it one more day and then we have freedom lots to get through on uh, on the show Uh, There's talk about uh, about a a potential uh, uh, curfew that's that's going on. Uh, Ministers are busy uh, having a meeting about this, which I I agree to, but I don't agree to, simply because of the fact that the curfew will be from 8 p.m. until 4 a.m. in the morning. Now, we record the show from 8 p.m., well, technically 8 p.m. Obviously, the great thing about a podcast <laughs> is that I'm not actually here at 8 p.m. You see, I'm so used to... In the beginning, when we started Amsterdam Lab and when, when we started this, this show, I was so in-tuned with, with radio and enshrined that I was always on time for my show because, you know, you had to be. Of course, you know, those DJs who well, those people who call themselves DJs on the radio are never actually there at, at, you know, whatever time their show starts. Because, you know, their show starts at 8 p.m. and then they play three songs and then they talk about the weather and welcome to the show, stuff that is really irrelevant to you. And then they'll play another three songs. So they're not actually there at the top of the hour. But with me, I was... I had to be there at the top of the hour because I would always talk right after the news or I would always talk right at the start of my show. So I always had to be on time. And this is the great thing about my my podcast at the moment, and I'm loving this at at the moment, is that I don't actually have to be here at eight o'clock. But anyway, so this lockdown... Supposedly, this this new curfew lockdown that uh, ministers in the Netherlands are busy talking about is supposed to um, be between 8 p.m. in the evening and 4 a.m. in the morning. Not a problem, but the, the problem for me, or the, where the problem comes for me is, as I said, we record the show at 8 p.m., so that means... I think we would probably have to get a special permit because, you know, if the police did stop stop me, and I don't use public transport, obviously I cycle everywhere, as you guys all know, they would probably stop me and say, what are you doing out? You're not supposed to be out. And if I say, well, I'm recording a podcast, they're going to tell me, go home and get a, you know, stop wasting, stop wasting your time. So although I'm in favor of something like this, because I think something like this is needed, although having said that, since Tuesday, the roads have been very quiet. I think Monday was an exception. I think everyone just thought, yeah, it's Monday, let's go to work. Maybe they were bored. Maybe they had a very boring weekend. But since uh, Tuesday, the roads have been awfully quiet, awfully, awfully quiet. I mean, coming to the coming to the show and and the studio this this evening the roads are dead quiet so you know perhaps maybe people are finally understanding the message and finally getting the message that you need to stay at home to stop this this spread of the virus so you know if if by if by means there is a a you know a a reason to to get into this harsher lockdown as in a time curfew. I'm in favor of this in a way that it in a way that it doesn't affect the show, but it will always however you look at it, it will most likely aff- aff- affect the show. and I'm just not going to record the show from my home. It's just it's, it's just non-negotiable for me. That's one of the reasons why I brave. I've braved this whole lockdown. So I can record the show from our, uh, our studio that we have and that we pay for. I do it for you guys. I don't do it for me. I do it all for you. So it's just, it's just non-negotiable if I had to uh, record the show from my home. I, I, just, I, I know many, many famous podcasters and broadcasters have done that. I know Howard Stern is currently uh, doing his show from, his, I think it's his basement. Because obviously he has no choice. He has to because New York is in a, is in a, a serious lockdown. So he can't go to the, the studios. So it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. And it'll be it'll be good to know your uh, your thoughts on this. Um I think we'll we'll put a poll on our hmm. Should we put a poll on our Twitter account or our Facebook page? I'll speak with um I'll speak with Natasha and uh see what she thinks whether we should put it on twitter or facebook and uh, we'll put a poll and and just see your view on it if you are in favor of something like this or if you are happy with the current regu- uh, you know with the current system that we have the current regulations either way i think people are finally i think they are finally um getting the message by staying at home because these roads are awfully quiet and they were quiet even last week actually so i'm hoping that is the case let's see i mean there's so many things happening in the in the world at the moment with corona i mean most of the stuff we will get into um in the news uh, later on but i mean jesus there's now a new variant of corona in brazil so it's it, it's everywhere you look. it's um just when you think and you hope and you want it to you want it to get better, it there's just these little things popping out. One of the reasons you know I think one of the reasons Brazil has this problem is because there was a video I think it was Deutsche Vela. I saw a video on their Twitter account that I, cause I followed Deutsche Welle on Twitter. And they put a video on of, I think it was in Rio. And the beaches were crowded. And this is recent. This isn't from last year. This is recent. And no one's wearing any face masks on the beach. And they interviewed this one Brazilian guy from Rio. And he said, look, you know, it's just not in Brazilian culture. It's not in their nature to be locked up. Brazilians like to be out." in the open air, on the beach. But that, you know, you can argue and say, well, that goes the same as everyone. Mainly the Dutch. The Dutch love going to their cafes and love going for uh, walks in the park and, you know, hanging out with friends and having house parties. It's in their culture. But, you know, um, some... Not all, but some Dutch people are following the rules. So, it, you know, however way you look at it, you know, I think that's a pretty terrible excuse to have. I mean, if you, if you really want to go further, I mean, think about South Africa. South Africans are also the same as uh, um, Brazilians. They also enjoy their, their meetups and house parties and all of that. Um I actually know someone from uh Mexico and uh she was telling me that um because you know I asked and I said, Look, you know, is Mexico in uh, in a lockdown? How is it how how are Mexicans uh, uh dealing with this? And she said, Well, Mexico isn't really in a lockdown, mainly because the country can't afford to pay people to stay at home. So that's why Mexico I mean, there are restrictions, but it's not like here in Europe. It's not like what we've seen here in Europe or in America or in South Africa. It's purely because the government just does not have money to keep everyone at home. So that's why people are still going to work, still going to school. You know, so it's... However way you look at it, we're humans. We're, We're like wild animals. We need our freedoms. We need to interact with other people. It's very interesting. Obviously, we'll, we'll get more, we'll get into more of this um, new strain of, um, of, of this Brazilian uh, coronavirus. And I think, look, it was only a matter of time before, before it happened. I mean, Bolsonaro, João Bolsonaro is doing such a pathetic job I mean, he even said uh, last year. I think it was in December. It was in December last year, and he said, "Look, if you take this vaccine, um, females are going to start growing beards, and you're stuck going. You're going to start sounding like a crocodile." <laughs> so, and he's really done a bad job. I mean, obviously, there's there's many world leaders that have done a terrible job at, at this. They've, they've handled this pandemic horribly wrong. I mean, I can think of a handful of people, Western leaders. I mean, we all know how Boris Johnson has handled this. We all know how Trump has handled this pandemic. Bolsonaro. So, look, there's many leaders in the world who have done a terrible job, and okay, it was only a matter of time before this started i mean i'm just waiting for the american um variant of this virus because you know so far we've had the we've had the uk virus which is it, apparently it's it's making its rounds in the in the netherlands um you've had the south african variant of the COVID, of the coronavirus you now have this uh, brazilian variant so i'm just waiting for this uh american um virus this American variant of COVID, because I think if you, if you do get this variant, this American variant of Corona, you probably, you're probably going to want to start protesting and and breaking shit, and 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 you're probably going to feel like the whole world is against you, and no matter what you do, everyone just hates you, which is true. So I'm just waiting for you know someone to contract the uh, or bring over the. The American uh, variant of this virus, because <laughs> then we've got the whole. Then we've got four of those of these viruses. <laughs> All right, uh, let's um, let's play a song, get things uh, get things uh, uh, started uh, on the show. So go make a cup of uh, go make a cup of coffee. Pour yourself some alcohol, some liquor. And uh, when we come back, we are going to get into the news. And there's a lot to get into the news. So stick around.
1: Sugar man, won't you hurry? Because I'm tired of these scenes. For a blue coin, won't you bring back all those colors to my dreams silver magic ships you carry jumpers coke sweet mary Jane, sugar man You carry Jumpers, Coke Sweet Mary Jane Sugar Man man, 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 man.
0: You know, this song is a very it was and it still is a very popular song in in South Africa and it, it's There's a reason why it became so synonymous uh, in South Africa during the Apartheid uh, Regime. Mm, What a song, huh? Listen to this. It's like it's talking to you.
1: I'm tired
0: of these scenes. Now the reason why this song was so synonymous amongst the apartheid uh, regime was because a lot of people, if you don't know and a lot of people don't the apartheid government actually silenced a lot of um, things, mainly obviously the main thing was the news so you, you if you lived in apartheid south africa during the 70s and the 80s you had no clue what was actually happening what was happening in your own country yet alone what was happening around the world you didn't have any clue what was happening in your own country because the south african broadcasting corporation would would, wouldn't show anything um and this also went for radio so any any musician who had links to the ANC or who didn't or who didn't agree with the apartheid government with you know their policies, their songs were were banned on radio. The UN, the radio stations were not allowed to play them. Well, there was only one radio station in South Africa at the time. Um, I mean, there were there were some pretty famous. Uh, musicians who didn't have their their music played in the country. Um, the Beatles uh, were one of the one of the the groups that were uh, banned uh, because they were giving money to the ANC, and obviously they supported the ANC. Uh, Pink Floyd, hugely controversial uh, song they had, another brick in the wall was aimed at the, uh, the Soweto riots. Um, the police. <laughs> this is how stupid, this is how pathetic the apartheid government was. The police, you know, every breath you take, they were banned because of their name. I'm not, I'm not making this up. They were banned because of their name. Look there were there were a whole lot of uh, famous people uh, that were banned from being played on South African radio but for some reason this song by by um by uh, by Rodriguez Sugar Man, somehow managed to slip through the cracks <laughs> and the reason why it managed to slip through the cracks was because um it was because the apartheid government didn't really know what um, silver magic ships, um, jumpers, coke, and sweet Mary Jane stood for. They just thought, "Oh, well, it's what a nice song, uh, you know, what a what a delightful song this is." <laughs> Obviously, people who knew what uh, what Rodriguez was, was talking about in the song, they they couldn't. They they couldn't believe how this, out of all songs, managed to slip through the cracks of the of the apartheid government. And it was only until somebody told, uh, a, someone by the name of Eugene, who was in charge of uh, communication, well he yeah he was in charge of the Department of Communication uh, during apartheid, and someone said, look. You do know what uh, Rodriguez is saying in the song. Jumpers, Coke, and Sweet Mary Jane. Jumpers are a, uh, well, it's an amphetamine. Uh, Coke, cocaine. And Sweet Mary Jane is marijuana. So, of course, when this Eugene guy heard this, he was like,
1: "Jesus,
0: Jesus Christ, get that shit off the radio. And they they didn't quite take the song off the radio. It, it was really, I mean they did a terrible, terrible, terrible job at um, at splicing. And when I say splicing, this is how this is how old, old-fashioned the apartheid government was because before obviously, before everything became digital on radio, you, you know on on radio stations in the 70s and the 80s instead of everything being digital, they would use tapes. You know, like cassette players, like we, I say we, but like I used to listen to before, you know, the podcast and your iPhone came to existence. The government or a a official from the government would go to the radio station and take a, 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 a sharp knife and splice anything that they thought was against the, the government or anything that they didn't like in regards to swearing or certain words, they would take a, a, they would take a knife and splice it and then give it back to the radio station and say, here, yeah, now you can play it. I mean, anyone who, who grew up in, in, in apartheid South Africa will know what I'm talking about. And it's probably why, and I I mean this with the biggest amount of respect, it's probably why people who grew up in apartheid South Africa have terrible, terrible taste in music. I mean, it's no wonder why my mother enjoys watching The X Factor and The Voice, because you really get talentless people on those competitions. And the problem is those people know they're talentless. So you i I think my you know you've got to blame apartheid for my mother to actually watch stuff like this but anyway so that's the story of Rodriguez I thought I'd I'd share with you because it's a very fascinating and hilarious story that all these famous people got banned from being broadcast on radio in South Africa all because of either political connections within the ANC or because of their views towards how the apartheid government was treating and dealing with stuff. Yet Rodriguez and Sugar Man managed to <laughs> <laughs> managed to slip through the cracks of the apartheid regime. <laughs> Anyone who grew up in apartheid would um, will understand what I mean. But it was, a, it was a very famous song because of that, and it still is. It still is a very popular song um, in South Africa. All right, uh, let's get into some um, uh, some news, because there's a lot to get into um, with the news. Obviously, Trump's impeachment, that's gonna be taking place. He's the only president to be impeached twice. Yep, the only president to have two impeachments. And as I said yesterday on, on the show, I do think it's a little too, you know, it's a little bit too little, too late because the damage is done. But yeah, I think you know, as Natasha quite rightly said, it's quite a perfect fitting because you know, of all the all the things he's done, all the things he's done, all the things he's done, all the things he's done to America, all the things he's done. It's kind of fitting that you know that 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 happens. So it'll be very interesting. I don't know when we will hear about this, but uh, it's very interesting. um speaking of um speaking of Trump's impeachment, a lot of world leaders, by the way, have um spoken out against uh, against this. Obviously Angela Merkel was one of the the world leaders saying that you know what Twitter did to Trump's Twitter account is as you know a real danger to freedom of speech. um also, Mexico's president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, uh, well, yesterday he st- uh, he stepped up his criticism of restrictions on freedom of expression following uh, moves by uh, leading social media by leading social media firms to suspend uh, U.S. President Donald Trump's access uh, to his plat- uh, to their platforms. Now, with, obviously, without mentioning Trump's name. Uh, Lopez said that uh, it was not right that uh, private companies should appoint themselves arbitrators um, of what was acceptable for global consumption. Uh, He went on to say that, uh, I don't know if you've noticed that since they took these decisions, the Statue of Liberty in New York is turning green with anger because it doesn't want to become an empty symbol. Um very interesting he also said that uh, what we want in mexico is that liberties are guaranteed zero censorship and uh, pro- uh, prohibit prohibition is prohibition prohibition is prohibited should i say hmm. so very interesting how you know many world leaders are uh, reacting to this Now, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, there's this new variant of coronavirus from um, from Brazil um, that's supposedly making its way out of Brazil um, and into other countries. Now, you see the thing about the thing about this this and Brazilians is that I look if you did. If you did manage to get this this Brazilian version of coronavirus, and I mean I I mentioned this earlier, you know, if you if you happen to get this, if there is such a thing as an American uh, variant of Corona, you know, obviously you would protest and break shit and probably riot at Capitol Hill, get arrested afterwards, if, go onto Twitter and feel like the whole world is against you. Now. If you happen to get this uh, uh, Brazilian uh, variant of COVID, see the thing about Brazilians—they just—they just enjoy fucking, and any Brazilian will tell you this. And this is what this is what I love about Brazil and Brazilians is that Brazilians—they have this this peace loving attitude, where they don't care if you are black, they don't care if you are ugly. They don't care if you are fat or plus size or overly weight. They'll still, you'll you'll still get fucked. Now, think about it. If you do get this Brazilian coronavirus, it might actually help stimulate you. You know, if you are lacking a bit of action and you need a bit of motivation, maybe this Brazilian virus will help you. It'll help stimulate your your sex drive i mean cuz it works for Brazilians any Brazilian will tell you that they just fuck and it's it's any Brazilian speak to any Brazilian i i lived with a Brazilian in london before i came to the before i came to amsterdam you know it's it's in their culture just to just to fuck anything and anyone and look i you know i i have i love this i have a lot of respect for them because I think it should be like this where you shouldn't care whether the where, you know where the person comes from in, in regards to their ethnicity their background how big they are what they look like you know if if you have a connection with this person that this is this is what a relationship should be based on those are the fundamentals not caring what their skin color is not caring what their political views are not caring what they look like in regards to their appearance, and not caring obviously about their Im- their image, their, their their build. So you know it's great for Brazilians, but the the downside about uh, the downside about uh, um, about Brazil is that because of this, uh, because they just fuck, they've got a they've got a very serious. They've got a very serious problem of uh, overpopulation in the country. So because they have, this, um, they have this, this, uh, this way of life, they've got a serious population of overcrowding in the country. So uh, it, it's, there's a plus side and there's a disadvantage. But look, if you do get this uh, variant of Corona and you are lacking a bit of TLC and a bit of stimulus in your love life, this current, this Brazilian variant might actually help you. It might actually help you. Hey, Marius, Marius is back. Everyone, um, I just want to ask you something, Marius, because um, you, um, uh, you, you, you were you were living in, in South Africa during um, uh, during uh, the apartheid regime, and I'm asking you this question because I played Rodriguez earlier. Sugarman, you probably know this song because it was the only song um that was actually allowed to be played for a very for you know a, a certain period of time before before government officials found out what the song really meant and what Rodriguez was actually saying and talking about in the song so the, what I want to ask you is what was there? Was there anything actually really good to listen to on the radio because obviously you know. F- Famous people were were banned from being played on the radio. You know, like the police because of their name. I mean, that's, that's how ridiculous it was. But what could you actually listen to on on the radio in in Brazil, uh, in Brazil, in, in South Africa? You see, this Corona is getting to me, and I'm already thinking about my stimulus. I'm really thinking about my, my sex life. Hey, wait.
2: Um. Yeah. To be honest with you thinking back now i can't remember really anything that uh, that was good to listen at at the point in time i know uh, of course the 80s music coming from the US was uh, was very popular um you know d- during my school days um uh, but that's about it um i, I remember sugar man uh, listened it to listen to it many times and uh, once or twice since i've been in the netherlands i i heard it as well uh, which, uh took me back uh, um, into the old days but yeah very interesting um, honestly yeah I can't remember that there was quite a lot to, to listen to at that point in time on, on radio and I, I, I also did not listen that, that much of radio um, um, because I was so sports obsessed and um, spent quite a lot of time with that but um, yeah good question
0: I mean, I, I, I've done a bit of research on this and, you know, in, in regards to, and it wasn't just music. It was also down to content because obviously, you know, there was only one radio station, or maybe two uh, radio stations in South Africa at the time that played music. And they, they didn't have shows like they were now on radio, you know, so you didn't have content. It was just the, the, the person, because everything was also pre-recorded like a podcast. So you know the DJ would go in on a certain day and say, and they wouldn't give a time update because obviously they wouldn't know when the show would be broadcast. So they would just say, "This is Rodriguez and Sugar Man." So there was no actual content in regards to a, 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 a stories on the show. So it must have been a really, a really terrible time to. To listen to radio, I mean, I'm not surprised certain people turn to alcohol, you know, to alcoholism, because that was probably the only thing that kept you sane during, you know, those times when you wanted content, because it certainly wasn't the SABC you would get your content from.
2: I, I remember vividly listening to rugby, live rugby on on, on radio, um, because uh, growing up on the farm, we didn't have televisions and. those luxuries at that point in time. But uh, I did listen to to live rugby um, over the radio, and I think that's most probably the the closest that we got to live live radio at that point in time. Jeez.
0: And as I I said earlier on the show, I'm not surprised why my mother enjoys watching programs like The X Factor and um, The Voice. It's because she doesn't really know anything about music because what could she listen to back then so every time she does hear someone, oh they could. Look how listen to how talented they are. Because she's never she never had the chance to listen to you know proper music. It's very fascinating. Um hey, listen to this. Um Uganda Ugandans are going to vote in a very tense election. Now they are heading to to the polls. Um, or well, they did actually, should I say, they did head to the polls today. As a, uh, as a 38-year-old pop star uh, challenges one of Africa's longest-serving leaders, uh, Bobby Wine, <laughs> love his name, um, he was a, he's a former reggae singer and actor and hopes to uh, unseat uh, Urari uh, Museveni, Museveni uh, who's 76, from his 34-year rule. Now, um, Wine's challenge is uh, emblem, uh, emblematic uh, of content, of content-wide general str- of the general struggle between aging leaders who refuse to relinquish power and younger voters mobilizing against them. He said, hmm. well, "Good luck to him. I think a country like Uganda needs someone like this because, obviously, you know, it's forbidden to be gay in in uh, Uganda." So good luck to that. I hope you know. I hope uh, I hope the youth prevail in, in this, and uh, they um, uh, they can uh, kick out this old aging man. Hey, listen. Um, Nicholas Cage has a uh, has a new series on Netflix. It's called The History of Swear Words. Right. It's very interesting. I haven't heard. I haven't heard this. This is going to be the first time I heard this. I was sent this. Um, So, let's see here. I like it already.
2: They're the most popular and alluring taboos we have, but the secrets to their strange power have been shrouded in mystery until now. Join me on a journey through the history, evolution and cultural impact of swear words.
1: Words don't start out as swear words. They're just
2: words. Somebody decided at some point that this is a swear word. There's an acronymic etymology: fornication under consent of the king. This household has been hmm.
0: Interesting. I like this. This is the first time I've heard this, by the way. I was actually sent this earlier today. Um, it's on Netflix. Well, it's gonna be on Netflix. Uh when is it gonna be on Netflix? There's no date, as this is a trailer that I just played you. So keep an eye out on Netflix. This looks really interesting. The history of swear words. Hmm. I like it. Um, very quickly, let's just see what else is in the news. Um, yes, this is very interesting. Um, the, bosses, the boss of Twitter has come uh, out in support of his company's move to ban Trump uh, from social media. After his violence, after his violence scene in Washington last week, now in a thread posted on Twitter, Jack Dorsey uh, said that uh, there were extraordinary and un- unattendable circumstance, circumstances surrounding Trump's uh, permanent suspension. However, he added that uh, having to take these actions fragmented the public conversation. They divide us, and that sets a precedent I feel is dangerous. Mm, 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 mm. I have a feeling something like this is just not going to go away. All right, everybody. Uh, I'll speak to Natasha about uh, putting up a poll either on Twitter or our Facebook page to see what you guys think of um, this new uh, supposedly uh, uh, curfew that uh, ministers are talking about. Uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will talk tomorrow, Friday, yeah, love Friday.